Melissa and I were chatting before the service. We were talking about how today's bittersweet and how she was prepared to cry. And I said, I've cried a couple times this week. I don't think I'm going to cry. And then those kids started singing, and I was wrong. <sighs> it is bittersweet. We are excited for where God is taking us. We are going to miss you dearly. It has been, it's been a journey with you. God has brought me here seven years ago. And it was exciting. And it was, it was faith on your part. Um, I came, I moved to Ontario seven years ago for a job that I had not yet been offered. And when I arrived here, because I had been talking with Pastor Gary, and he sensed God saying, this is what God is wanting. And I moved, knowing that I would have to interview, and I still didn't have the position. I got here and discovered the position actually hadn't been voted on yet. And one of the big things was funding. And for a month, there was a faith promise where people, you, and I realized many of us are new and weren't here during that process, but I sat in the service knowing that what nobody else knew is I was not just visiting my parents, I was praying about being the youth pastor. As people make commitments each week, I will give an extra $20 into a special fund to pay for a future youth pastor. And, and the next Sunday they'd announce, we can now pay our youth pastor $40 a week. And I'm like, Lord, I'm trusting in you because that's not enough to pay rent or eat. And I like doing both of those things. Lord, I am trusting in faith. So as, as the congregation stepped out in faith for this new thing that, that was just birthed as an idea, Pastor Gary and I were praying going, Lord, is this, did we leap, did we mishear you? And, and the answer was no. Because the funding came in by your act of faith and my act of faith together. And we've been journeying together for seven years. You walked with me when this wonderful man just showed up. His second Sunday, I might have put him to work on the computer. The power person didn't show up. And I was just like, hey, you know computers. Hit the next arrow. I'm glad you stuck around. <laughs> We went through a storm of the last number of years with all of the complications, with some of us on opposite sides of the views and choosing to still love each other as brothers and sisters in Christ. And so as I stand here on my last end Sunday as part of the staff of North Granville, as my last time as your associate pastor, as the last time in this leadership role, I am humbled and I am honored and I go, what do I say? Um, I have many thoughts. And God's helped me narrow it down, but I just, I just do want to start with, we love you, Alex and I. We will miss you. This might not be the last time you hear me preach. You're all welcome to stop by if you're ever in, in the Kingston area. Our service is at 1030. You can't do both. But, um, and who knows, Pastor Thomas and I have talked about doing pulpit swaps or something like that, so I might be a guest speaker. But I will never be in this position of, you are my people, I am your pastor, part of the team. What does God want to say to you? And so I'm going to share a little bit about where my devotions have been. Um, I use Lecio 365. Does anybody else use that app? It's excellent. It has a morning devotional, an evening devotional. You don't have to do both, but I find them helpful. And the creator is connected to uh, the Prayer 24-7 movement that started in the late 90s, early 2000s, but has continued of seeking God. 
And in June, he started a three-week pilgrimage from, oh, I'm going to say these wrong. He's following the way of St. Aidan, who was a Celtic Christian um, going from Lyona Island to Lindensfar. It was a 300-mile pilgrimage, walking every day. And they had prepared the devotional to match where he would be on his expected thing. And you could actually go on his Instagram, and he had pictures of each day to match where the devotion was. He finished July 1st, and part of the devotional had this. He has arrived at Lindenfar, where the abbey ruins are. Um, is God more there on Lindensfar than he's been with me on the road? Than he was with me at the start? right back on Iona? The answer is clearly no. And so I suppose I haven't actually come here to find God, but instead I've been found by God in the act of coming here. He is always present, but I am not. He is always I am, but I am not. I've walked all this way not to reach a destination, but to arrive at a new beginning where I may welcome the Lord afresh into my future and my past. I have been part of North Grenville's past. But this is a new beginning for us. And with new beginnings, I think we should start at the beginning of somebody's ministry. Moses's. We're going to be looking at Exodus 3. Now Moses was tending flocks with his father Jethro flocks of his father Jethro-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flocks to a far side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire within a bush. Moses saw through the, that though the bush was on fire, it did not burn up. So Moses thought, I will go over and see this strange sight. Why? The bush does not burn up. When the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called him from within the bush, Moses, Moses. And Moses said, here I am. Do not come any closer. Take off your sandals, for the place where you are standing is holy ground. Then he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. At this, Moses hid his face and became afraid to look at God. Familiar story, something many of us have read a few times. Maybe you've heard in Sunday school, you don't know about Moses. We've talked about Moses. And sometimes we get so familiar with, I'm going to give you a heads up, Jonathan, <laughs> video clip incoming. We get so familiar with hearing stories that we forget to look at the wonder of a story. And so using the Prince of Egypt, Knowing what we've just read, watch it play out again. What do you want with me? I have seen the oppression of my people in Egypt and have heard their cry. Stop it! Leave that man alone! So I have come down to deliver them out of slavery. Bring them to a good land. A land flowing with milk and 
from Prince of Egypt. I really do, because it's the wonder of Moses finding. He's walking along and he turns because he sees something marvelous and miraculous. There is a fire and the tree brush it's in is not burning up. It is beyond surprising, like it is wonder. And we don't have a lot of things in life nowadays that like makes us go <gasps> and catch our breath. Maybe a trip to the Grand Canyon or seeing one of those like, uh, all I can think of is the Victoria Falls in Africa. These things God has created, but a bush that is on fire that isn't burning up. God has shown up. He came the angel of the Lord appeared to him in fire, in flames of fire. <clears throat> Moses saw through the bush that the, though the bush was on fire, it did not burn up. So Moses thought, I will go over and see this strange sight. Why the bush does not burn up. Now, this is the significant piece right here. When the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called out to him. When the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called out to him. When the Lord saw that he had turned, he called out to him. Our bishop has used a phrase over the last six years, divine imagination, looking to see what God is going to birth up. I'm going to add one in there. Spiritual curiosity, a turning to see where God is, turning to see what God is doing an expectation of, what is this wonder? Where is God in this? I was cleaning out all of my spaces this week. <laughs> there were moments of tears. There were moments of just frustration of, there's too much stuff, just pitch it all. <gasps> Sorry, that was the face of anticipation and joy. I found in a file folder with a sticky note named notes, a folder tossed in the back of a filing cabinet, and I pulled it out. And there was a number of things that I just recycled. And then I came across these pages. 
Most of them have doodles, but they're all from the same place in 2018. And I found this cue card. All of this is from our prayer retreat. The retreat where your leadership went to seek God out of a desire to know his heart for this church, for where God was going to lead us. Are we good? Okay. Let's go back to this moment. I read the story. The story is familiar. But sometimes we need to have it become real to us. So let's watch. Here I am. Take the sandals from your feet. For the place on which you stand is holy ground. Who are you? I am that I am. I don't understand. I am the God of your ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You were born of my mother, you heaven. You are our brother. Thank you. Moses is just going along his day. If you're watching Prince of Egypt, he's actually following a sheep that has gone off its, on its own. That's what that pause and that bleed is. I can go do this thing, this mundane, everyday part of my job, or I can turn and find this thing, this wonder. And he goes and explores, and I love that. Dad, I was 17 when you took me to see that movie. I am so glad you did. It's one of my favorites. God didn't speak until Moses turned and came over to investigate. Spiritual curiosity. We've talked a lot over the years about this letter, and it's a wonderful letter, um, but we haven't always talked about how we got the letter. We showed up with no idea what was going on. We knew that we were here to seek God, and the first thing Doug and Larry, who were facilitating, said was, If God doesn't show up, like we don't have any answers for you, we are waiting for God. If he doesn't show up, nothing's going to happen in the next 23 hours. But we expect that God will. 
And oh my goodness, did God show up. Like there were dreams and visions and promises that have since come to pass. There have been answered prayers. There have been visions. There was building into people. There were just statements made like, I see you as a strong oak helping shelter those who are young and growing. But it started with this card. Actually, it first started with a, what is your prayer for yourself and for the church? That was the first thing they asked us. And then they gave us a cue card, this one. And these were two questions they asked us that I think it's time at this new journey, this new chapter, to ask again. God, what is your prayer for me? And what is your prayer for the church? God, what is your prayer for me? And what is your prayer for North Grenville Community Church? I don't have the answers. But with spiritual curiosity, I believe God will give you these answers in the next month and months as you ask, as you seek. I do have a good idea, though, where it might go. See, right after Moses and God have this first initial conversation and the sandals get taken off and thrown. And he says, I am the father, I am the God of your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. God says this. Need to flip page. The Lord said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I have heard them crying out because of their slave drivers. I'm concerned about their suffering. So I've come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians, to bring them out into the land, into a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey, the home of the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites. And now the cry of the Israelites has reached me. I have seen to the way the Egyptians and seen the way the Egyptians oppressed them. Now go. I am sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people out of Israel. When we get close to Jesus, when we draw near to him, when we start having a heart like Jesus, he starts saying, come to my people who are suffering and bring comfort. Come to the people who are afflicted and bring hope. Freedom for the captive, sight for the blind, Healing for the brokenhearted. I don't know where this new chapter is going to lead North Grenville Community Church, but I know that the heart of Jesus is compassion for people. We say, because it's our heart, be like Jesus. We desire to live and love like Jesus. And I am so thankful, Pastor Thomas, when you came, you added a piece with Jesus. God's not in the church going, go out. Because who goes with Moses when he goes to talk to Pharaoh? Who goes with him? God goes with us wherever we... Awesome God. I am sending you and I will go with you. I am in, I want you to do this and I will be with you. Peter Gregg was on a pilgrimage to find Jesus. 
as he walked with Jesus. There are some timey-wimey, paradoxical things going on in there. How is God with me as I go seek Jesus? Like, I realize, but it's all true. Jesus goes with us as we seek to go find Jesus. And then he says, I want you to go find that person that's lost. I want you to go help that person that is afflicted. I want you to go help that person who is in trouble. Jesus is with us wherever we go. Awesome God. And God is doing surprising things. Awesome God. And wherever you are in this, God loves you no matter what. For some of you adults, I want to pause here and say something. If you want to go deeper with God, some of the base places to do that is to renew the things God has already taught you by sharing them with little people. And I only mean that they're, they're not even smaller than me sometimes. <sighs> there is a need for children's ministry leaders. God it might be calling you today. But all of the truths we had up here from our day camp, sometimes in telling those to a class, a group of kids, God then uses them to tell it back into your heart. I really do need to know that God loves me no matter what. Awesome God. I really needed to remember that God is stronger than my situation. Awesome God. Spiritual curiosity, go where Jesus leads you. Those are the words I leave you with. <sighs> and God will take you home. Henry Nguyen wrote in Bread for the Journey, going home, heaven, being with God, is a lifelong journey. And there are always parts of ourselves that wander off or get stuck in resentment. Spiritual disciplines such as praying and fasting and caring are ways that help us return home. As we walk home, we often realize how long the way is. But let us not be discouraged. Jesus walks with us and speaks to us on the road. When we listen carefully, we discover that we are already home while on the way. You are about to walk into a new chapter, but you are not walking alone. Spiritual curiosity and go where Jesus leads you. You are not alone. Come lead us in song before I give a benediction. <laughs>